Hey, 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 guys, it is Allison. I am the host of your show, Allison Answers Mission Awake. I cannot wait to sit down with you today and go over how we are going to crush the mediocrity in your life that has been plaguing our society since the beginning of time. I cannot wait to have a real deal conversation that includes intelligence, fun, excitement, and real actionable steps to make a real difference in the life that you're living now and making it into something you can be damn proud of and excited to live. Sit down, put on your damn seatbelt, and get ready for the ride of your life. So guys, this podcast today is going to be about you finding strength inside of yourself and you being a person who is courageous and is able to understand that when you feel absolutely horrible and your emotions are not the way you want them to be, that there is hope. And courageous people are not people who are not afraid. They're not people who are not angry. They're not people who are not struggling. They're people who have found something or some way to not follow that emotion, to not ignore that emotion, to not shut down. See, what we forget about emotional stability is that emotional stability is not about not showing your emotions. It's not about being composed when inside you feel insane. That may be something that you do at different times, but emotional stability and emotional sobriety is about taking any emotional experience that you're having inside and addressing it under not ignoring it, but being able to say, Hey, you know what? I do feel really crazy today. I feel, I feel anxious. I feel um, angry. I feel feelings that I don't want to feel. I don't like the way I feel. I feel mad. I feel alone. I feel whatever, you know, it could be dirty. I could be, it could be ashamed. It could be just sad. The thing about it is that we don't want those emotions to dictate our life and our outcomes for the day, but we don't, if we ignore them, then they're still doing that. Because one of the things that happens is that an emotional state or an emotional reaction, if you're not aware of it and doing the things that will help you manage it proper, properly and get back into reg, uh, regulation, then what you're doing is you're also reacting to the emotion, which is kind of like this, you know, funny way to look at it. But a lot people will think that if I'm in a reactive state, then I'm taking the emotional experience that I'm having inside and I'm outwardly reacting to it. People don't understand that another way of reacting to emotion is taking that emotional state and reacting internally and saying, oh, I'm just going to stuff this, or I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to fight against this, or I'm going to, you know, like you're at odds with yourself. So a really, really great state of health is to be a person who that your insides and your outsides, they're not unbalanced. So 
obviously what's going on outside of us does not determine, should not have the power to determine what's happening inside of us. It will give us opportunities to feel things, but it is not the determining factor. It usually is for most people though. So what we want to do is we want to take an emotional, an emotional reaction and we want to go inward and say, okay, wait a second. I have this really strong feeling. And instead of what we tend to do is we tend to beat the shit out of ourselves for feeling the feeling like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? I feel crazy. Or what is, I know I do that. You know, why am I so angry or why am I so scared or why am I this or why am I that? But what would a good friend say to you? If you were, you know, if you could be a good friend to yourself and say, hey, you know, hey, buddy, what's going on? What is it about what's happening here that's so upsetting to you? What is it about this moment that feels so frightening? And if you take yourself and you pull yourself into the now and you look around, one of the things, and this is a a very mild way of dealing with a mild case of anxiety or PTSD, very mild. I'm not talking about something extreme, an extreme reaction, but is to be able to stop and say, wait a second. Does this situation merit the extreme reaction inside of me? Does this situation merit this high level defense? Does this situation merit me, you know, smoldering inside and 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 feeling feelings of hatred? If you look at the situation and understand that you're separate from it and you disconnect from the outcomes of the situation and understand that there's that there are things we can control and there's things we cannot control. And the things that we cannot control, we need to stop fussing over. And we need to be focused on the things that we can control, which is our inner world, because we do have control over that. So in a state of emotional sobriety, we look inward and we say, okay, clearly you're having this very strong emotion. Our emotions are like a, you know, like a storm. And what is it about the circumstances given me this opportunity to feel this feeling? And when is the earliest time I felt this feeling? Because when we locate the earliest time that I felt this feeling, you'll start to notice, is this a common feeling? Is this a pattern in my life? Any emotion that you find that is very disruptive in your life, you probably will find it as a pattern in your life that it repeats over and over again. And the way that you've been managing that emotion is by changing or attempting to change outside circumstances, people, places, and things. It doesn't work. It may work in the moment because you've managed to control a situation by either moving away from it or or yelling at someone or or correcting their behavior or controlling them or whatever it is, you know, or you have completely shut down what's happening. So what a really healthy thing to do is to look in and say, what what makes this repeat in my life? Where have I felt this feeling before? And what was the factor involved? Very often when we're young, when we're little, we feel we can feel much more vulnerable, obviously, because as a child, you can be abandoned. As an adult, you cannot. As an adult, you can be left, but you're not abandoned. You're not, your life is not in danger, typically. Your life is not in danger if you're abandoned. As a child, you know, a parent being screaming at you or or frightening you or beating you feels life-threatening, feels like everything that you need in your life is being uh, possibly taken from you. And it feels very, very overwhelming. And as a child, we need to split off from emotions that we cannot handle or that these emotions that will impact the environment that we're in, in such a way that we will not perceivably survive. So we'll create 
a, we will split off from powerful emotions in our childhood. And we will do that in order to survive in the family we're in, the environment that we're in, you know, people in the military or in um, the, the protecting careers, they must split off from their emotion or they cannot help you. And by the time they get back to managing that emotion, there may be another trauma right behind it, or they may have to be with their family, or they may have to, you know, switch modes, or they may have to be with people that they're, that they're working with that they cannot show what's happening. Very often you'll see people who are police officers or people at traumatic scenes, you'll see them, you know, laughing or making jokes or whatever, but that is a coping skill. And I can tell you as a therapist, I've been doing this for a long, long time, most of my life. And the trauma that we hear, the way that we are vicariously traumatized is incredible. The stories we hear, the pain that we witness, the, you know, that sometimes hearing other people um, and what the outcomes are that we have not been able to help them with is can be really overwhelming. I used to say to my family, you know, when they would look at me, I'd be like, yeah, I have about 50 people in my head that I can't talk to you about. So I can be somewhere and all of a sudden, like I'll see a little kid or I see a dad or a mom yelling at a kid in a store and I get a rush of a feeling inside because I'm like, I want to rip that mother's head off, you know, that, I, you know, it's just like, what? And it's, it come and I'll think of one of my clients or I'll think of, you know, it'll just rush in. It, I, it, it, I don't, I don't, I may not be able to control that. And what you want to understand is that people who are in this field, the field, and my field is not on the scene, you know, my field is after the scene or stepping in during a scene, you know, emotionally, but not in the actual witnessing of it. It's the storytelling of it. But as we all know, in our mind, the storytelling, uh, our bodies do not necessarily know the difference if we're having a reaction to it. So what I want to say to you, and if anybody who's a therapist out there or anybody who's in like counseling or, or working God in foster care, I worked in foster care. I can't tell you I'm still traumatized by foster care. Try, looking at those little kids who were in the street and just who had no one and, and you know, kids you know, with knives, five years old, hiding in a corner, you know, I mean, just unbelievable stuff. It's almost like, you know, you're trying to like help, you know, a, a, a scared to death, you know, wolf, you know, that wants to just needs to protect themselves, you know, from you. And all you want to do is love them. And I tell you, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are out there on the front lines, loving other people. And, and what they're experiencing is that they need to manage the emotional state that has been impacted. So I'm speaking to as many people as I can who are out there who are, who are fighting the good fight. Policemen, I just honor you. Firefighters, I honor you. Uh, military, God, I honor you. And I know that the times that the years or the moments that you've had to leave yourself or the people who have grown up and they were physically abused as children or neglected as children. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to the person who 
had to leave their little child self because if they didn't, if they stayed and they continued to cry or they had a, a terror attack or a shame attack in front of people, or if they asked for help, that would not be a good survival move. move. So they would have to split off from that part of themselves. And when people have to do that, all of those fragmented parts of themselves remain buried alive. And then they need a way to express themselves in current day situations, the situations that spark them up and resonate with them, then are an avenue to express the terror, express the anger, express the frustration. It almost feels like you can't help it and it's a relief. However, it never fixes it because our bodies are designed to heal and we have a propensity to be drawn towards situations that will help us to heal. And our body believes that when we go toward a situation that we haven't healed from yet, so it could be a trauma in childhood or whatever, we have a tendency to move toward that situation so we can tinker around and try to fix it again. And one of the ways to do that is to express the emotion or to stop the person or to change the situation. And then you are on a fast track to repetitive actions that continue to show up in your life. And you're like, how the hell did I land here again? Over and over and over. I am here to tell you that you can stop that. And the number one way to stop it, and I talk about this in my book, The Wake Up Call, is you have to know it's there. Nothing changes until it becomes what it is. If you don't know that you have a buried part of yourself, an emotional state, or you want to call it an inner child, a part of you that is so buried underneath there that is just crying, that is just hiding in a corner, that is terrorized inside, or that is raging. We have a tendency with emotional states like that, that have been buried alive, is that we feel that if we go there, if we express that emotion, if we touch on that, that we feel like the emotion feels and you experience it as more and more primitive as time goes on. So if you have crying inside of you that's never been expressed, it feels as if you will never stop crying, that you will wail and wail and wail and it'll never end. If you have rage inside, anger unexpressed, it feels like you might kill someone. Um, If you have... um, feelings of of sadness and you allow them to surface it may feel like you'll never get out from under and i understand that but what what i want to say to you is that if you work on staying in the now in the moment that you're in and understanding and looking around your environment this is an antidote to buried alive emotions one is to be awake and aware in the now so you want to know that it's there truth is a pathway to all freedom nothing changes until it becomes what it is so the first thing is you want to be aware the next thing you want to do and know it's there and not th- this is important don't judge yourself for it they're going to it's going to come back until until it's addressed and if you can witness it as that crying part of you, instead of abusing that part of you and understand that that part of you needed, you needed to leave that part of you in order to survive in the environment that you were in. I don't care if you're in the military, if you're a policeman, if you are an abused child, if you're in a terrorizing situation, even if it's not realistically terrorizing, that's what you have to understand. 
if you just felt it as a child, what you will do is you'll need as a survival skill to leave yourself. Remember, when we're living in survival skill, it's not the real us. And so many people come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I showed my, the real me. I'm like, no, you didn't. You know, think about the way you show up when you show up as your best damn self. Okay. When you show up as your best damn self, I'm going to tell you right now, the best damn self is usually someone who's confident. It's usually a person who walks in the room and does not worry about what other people think. A person who shows up as the best damn self that they are, let me tell you what they do. All they want to do is love other people because they're grounded and they feel good in themselves. When I show up as my best self, all I care about is how I can add value and how I can give to you. When I'm showing up in my survival mode, guess what we are there? We're defensive. We're afraid. We're, we have to survive. You're my enemy. I have to defend myself. Whenever you, you, a good question to ask yourself is, when I know when I'm in my best place, how do I act? And when I'm in the worst place in my life, what am I like? You know, and instead of perceiving that your worst place is your real identity, that's the biggest myth that we've been taught. Oh, you showed your true colors. No, actually, it didn't. You showed your scared colors. You showed your, your hurt colors. You showed your really, really defensive colors because you don't trust that people really love you. You showed your, I don't feel like I belong colors. You showed your, oh my God, I'm going to be alone. You're going to leave me colors. You showed me, I don't want you to reject me colors. That's not you. Your colors are when you show up and you're confident and you love yourself, then you're, you're able to love. Let's not get that confused, people. So I just want to uh, land this plane. I want to let you know that I started this particular podcast shouting out about my dear friend, Mark, who is going to change your life when you hear him talk. And because you're going to hear a person who's vulnerable and honest, who's been through shit like just and is and is carrying and learning how to manage PTSD by helping other people, even though he feels lousy at times. He's a courageous soul, and he he does it through tears. He does it through fear. He does it through difficulties, but he keeps showing up. So I started this to introduce him, but I've become I've come full circle that this has turned into a whole podcast. So I just want to give a, you know, like a preview that, you know, look out for his podcast. This is I call him Mark Saint. Okay. So when you see the when you see the the podcast from Mark Saint, you know, take a look and share it with as many people as you can. What I want to say to you guys is this. Remember this. What you can do for me today is that I want to tell you that I don't, I don't, I don't get paid for a podcast. This is not, I'm not looking for anything from you. The only thing that I really want to ask you to do for me is that, could you please share it with anybody who's struggling? And you know what? Somebody who's not struggling knows somebody who is. So the mark that I would like to make on the world is to make a difference in somebody's life who felt the way I felt when I was a kid, who felt the way Mark felt when he experienced the trauma he did, to feel, to reach out to somebody who felt the way my husband felt, you know, a minute before the end of his life, to reach out to any person anywhere who could just use a leg up even if they're not traumatized, but somebody who just needs to know that, you know what, when, 
that the way that you acted today when you were shitty, that's not the real you. If that's just that one person who needs to hear it, I know I need to hear that. And you know what? I'm, I might need to hear that tomorrow. And I've come a long way in my life. So I just really do ask if you could, you know, really help me out also, if you could subscribe on uh, YouTube, it really would make such a difference for me because then I can do other things on YouTube that really be super helpful for me. So I I just really would appreciate, you know, reviews, likes, whatever haters, you know, you can back up. I'm just kidding. All right. Be blessed. Thank you so much for for being here with me today. And um, it's a solo podcast and, you know, and just, I appreciate those who've stayed till the end. Okay. I try to drop a few nuggets at the end. So you guys get uh, some good stuff. Remember, show up in your best self, find your best self and choose that in the morning. Say, you know what? I'm going to show up the way I really want to show up today. Okay. Be blessed. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I just want to say to you that we are all together a part of the mission, Mission Awake, a mission that's going to stop the mediocrity that's plaguing all of us. So if you got something here today, I ask that you would be a part of this mission and you'd share it with whoever you can. Take a screenshot of the show and share it on your Instagram. If you are looking for me, you can find me on social media platform, Instagram, Allison Answers or Logger Counseling Services. And give us a, a review and subscribe, if you could, to YouTube. Allison Answers. That's where you're going to get a lot of content. I drop stuff every day, goofy stuff, all different kinds of stuff. Five-minute videos that just get you moving in your day. Have a great week. See you next time.